Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Night Hunt by Kathleen Dore Law. It felt weird to be holding a Pathfinder meeting on the beach at 7 o'clock in the evening, but the club was working on their shell honor, and this was a special opportunity. After several classes of learning about the different categories of shells, it was time to go hunting. Why are we doing this at night? Mariana asked their instructor, Mr. Friend. Well, there are mollusks that we can collect right here in the tropical island waters, he said, holding up a white cowrie with dark spots scattered over the back. This is a tiger cowrie. But why can't we come out here during the daytime, Cheryl asked. Cowries come out of hiding at night, Mr. Friend explained. Their enemies are out and about during the day, so they hide in the nooks and crannies of the rocks. At night, they come out on the lava rocks to feed on algae that waves wash over them during high tide. Uh, I don't swim that well, Lorinda said shyly. Oh, we won't be swimming on our hunting spree, Mr. Friend assured her. If you time the waves just right, you can go out right after the wave crashes on the rocks. Then you have a few seconds to search the tide pools and look carefully on the rocks for the feeding cowries before another wave comes in. Just watch the waves. For sure, replied Lorinda. By the way, Mr. Friend continued, in past times, people sometimes used white cowries for money in exchanging goods. Others may have used them for good luck charms. But here's something that's a bit strange. The Pathfinder's ears perked up. It's been reported that birch bark scrolls and stories have described white cowries found on river and lake banks far inland, he paused. There are several theories about how they came to be so far from the ocean. How do you think they got to be so far north and inland into Canada? Mr. Friend waited as the group thought about his question and talked among themselves. Maybe when the water of the flood that covered even the highest mountains receded, it left shells and sea creatures behind, Mariana ventured. Mr. Friend smiled. Yes, I think that's a logical possibility. Oh, I get it, Lorinda said slowly, grasping Mariana's idea. Noah's flood misplaced many sea creatures, Mr. Friend affirmed. It's yet another thing we observe in nature that strongly suggests a worldwide flood as recorded in Genesis. Mr. Friend paused and then reminded the Pathfinders, Okay, stay with your buddy, keep your flashlights handy, and watch your step. When Mr. Friend had given the final instructions, the girls went to work with their buddies. So where do you want to go? Mariana asked Cheryl. Cheryl pointed her flashlight at a group of rocks near them. Right there. Mariana nodded as they waited for the crash of the next wave. Let's go, Mariana called above the steady low roar of the ocean surf. The girls picked their way carefully out onto the lava rocks as the water receded back into the sea. Flashlight beams waved across the tide pools as the pathfinder spread out like sand crabs over the rocks. Working quickly, they poked around the holes of the porous lava rock, being careful to avoid the poisonous spines of the urchins that were sometimes found near the cowries. We'd better head back, Cheryl shouted after a few seconds. The girls clutched their bags and returned to their safe spots out of reach of the ocean spray. When the curling wave crashed on the rocks again, they headed back out. Occasionally, screams of surprise came from the Pathfinders who'd been too absorbed in their search for the cowrie shells and gotten soaked by an incoming wave. It's a good thing we have our swimsuits on, Cheryl laughed when the salty water soaked her back. Beams of light played over the rocks between the tide's ebb and flow. Occasionally, there was a shout of success such as, I found one! Excitement mounted as empty cowrie shells went into their bags.
After an hour and a half, Mr. Friend blew on his whistle. Time to go, he announced. Everyone was reluctant to leave, but they followed Mr. Friend up the road. Along the way, they examined each other's finds with flashlights. Mariana had found one cowrie shell, and Cheryl had found two. It was great that everyone had found at least one. They were all white tiger cowries with dark spots. Several girls were shivering in their towels. Caught by a wave, Mr. Friend teased. That's why it's important to watch and be ready. Hey, that sounds just like our Bible lesson last Sabbath, Cheryl said brightly. You know, when Jesus told his disciples to watch and pray for his return? Now it makes more sense to me, Mariana said. Sometimes I was so interested in hunting for a cowrie, I wasn't watching for the incoming waves. Maybe that's a little bit like becoming so interested in parties, school, and activities that there's no time for Jesus in our day, Mr. Friend said thoughtfully. Good point, said Mariana. It was quiet for a moment, and then Cheryl said, If we miss being ready when he comes, we won't just get wet. We'll miss out on eternity with Jesus. And there is no way that's going to happen, Mariana responded with a smile. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.